it's just weird to uh, be on here so many times and see that it, the specialness of it all has just been slowly taken away. Um, <laughs> just you uh, now being uh, 19 minutes late, coming into the recording, delaying it days. <laughs> I have to initiate it now. It's just everything that made me special has been ripped away, and I'm just a normal guy on here now <laughs> this you you well i mean you become marie to me at this point <laughs> i mean like you should start doing shit like um you know i'm not gonna shower for four days <laughs> and wear my hair in a top knot and come to recording because that's what marie used to do so <laughs> i mean my my hair is looking brutal today it looks like i haven't showered in four days even though it's only been one you're almost there. You're almost <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I'm just a much greasier human. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, welcome back, guys. Uh, it's Paranormal. It's a regular episode, which I feel like we haven't done in a really long time, because the last two episodes we had guests, and that was, like, over a month ago was Steffi, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to have this uh, regular one. I want to know what everyone's uh, thinking, what they're all talking about. Are a lot of people worried about me now that I know I'm going to die soon? <laughs> um, still working on that stuff. I get blood work done tomorrow. I'm going to see a cardiologist. I've scheduled the appointments. Um, I switched to vegan. I sent you a picture of it today. You, yep, yep. Um, also, for anyone that doesn't know, we also found out that after our last episode, Cody called his parents and he found out that his grandfather did, in fact, die of a heart attack. Yeah, a little bit. Which I think has, which has really pushed all of this, I think, a lot faster for you. A <laughs> little bit of housekeeping, you know. Uh, yeah, the only thing I told her I, uh, that she was wrong about was right, apparently. So, ooh. <laughs> Happy to still be on this uh, on this world for a little longer, you know, maybe just a week. <laughs> yeah, just one week left. I mean, I think I, re- I replayed it, I listened to it again, and she did say, like, it wasn't something that was gonna, you weren't she just said, be careful and that you need to just pay attention to it. Like, it wasn't a foreboding kind of thing. She was just like, well, a lot of your family has this and you just need to be aware of it as well. So. She said I might not be so lucky. She, what? She said, you're going to fucking die. Is anyone, <laughs> she did is it, any of the listeners, do they know? Did they pick up on this and did they get a time? Did they get a date? Are they getting more information than I did? I was in a state of shock for this episode, okay? I don't know. Maybe we can ask people if they actually felt that vibe from her because I didn't. I thought it was more like you just need to you need to do some due diligence and make sure that you're uh, taking care of yourself. I might have my okay. uh, blood work uh, next week to give updates. Oh, great. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and yeah, she'll be back for um, Valentine's week. So she's coming back on. We're going to do some uh, listener listener predictions for that. On Love Valentine's week? That's even sooner. Yeah, it's literally in three, well, less than three weeks. Oh my God, this is news being dropped to me. Yeah, I've been uh, in discussions. Did she? Okay. 
before we get into this even further, mm-hmm. did she move it? Because she's we were discussing April before. So is she moving it up because she doesn't think I'm going to survive past <laughs> Valentine's Day. She is moving it up now just so she can no. talk. She's like, I better I talk think- to him one last time. She was going to come in April. I thought I had more time. She's coming in April to, to follow up on our on her predictions, but February is for the peoples, for the for the listeners to get their predictions also covered, not just yours. It's not always about you, you know. I mean, I hope she gives us some more predictions too. Me too. I know. I mean, I will say I spoke to my great aunt about what she said about mine, and she literally just like pretentiously laughed like. Yes, of course it's her. Obviously, that's the person who's driving you to do this podcast. Who else could it possibly be? And I was like, I I mean, it was news to me because I really had no idea. And then I went and talked to my mom and she was like, yeah, every time I went over, she would give me reading. She would tell me that she I even brought her into the house before because I kept seeing spirits. And I'm like, what? You've never told me this. Like, what is happening right now? She's like, yeah, she'd always. She, uh, she's like, I never told people because they always think thought I was crazy. But uh, she was the only one who actually listened to me. And I was like, oh, well, she's uh, pushing, pushing for more. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that she blew your mind like that. And I mean, she told me I was gonna die, <laughs> so uh, a little bit more of a big deal. You got a whole uh, less rest of your life to discover this. I'm. <laughs> I'm on borrowed time. <laughs> and for some reason, I'm eating vegan in my last days. I sent no. someone else that same picture I sent you of my breakfast. They're like, mm-hmm. it looks so dry. And I, was it? And I, I was, no, it was soaking wet. It looked good. Like, it looked decent. I, I would eat I, that. I made a whole display, you know, like I... Yeah. I had a tofu scrambled with some uh, with some uh, vegan uh, mozzarella. Wow! Um, I uh, I had some vegan butter on the English muffin. I had some hash browns. I had tempeh bacon. I I made a whole big breakfast. I got I'm a breakfast guy. Okay, I got a mm-hmm. transition. Big breakfast into this. guy, eh? Big breakfast big, head. Yeah, I drink bacon grease, but now I'm gonna have to drink um, Ease up on the, the little bacon grease. the little crud that's left over on these dry tempes. Oh, Cody, you're gonna be fine. I now maybe I don't know. Now you're we'll gonna see be what, fine. We'll see what the cardiologist says. I guess so. Yeah, I guess yeah. We'll be waiting on edge for that update. So uh, <laughs> that's next week. I'm I'm glad that I'm at least going to survive Valentine's Day, I guess. Is she coming on Valentine's Day? The she ninth. knew I wouldn't have plans. She's coming the 9th, so oh. <laughs> a little bit earlier. <laughs> well, maybe uh, for Valentine's Day, she'll give uh, me a prediction about my love life. I would love to hear that. <laughs> I, I would love to hear my own. She's going to be like, this guy's not the one. Like she's just gonna. I just feel like she's gonna say something like that. I'm gonna be like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I have a mortgage with this person. Uh oh. Well, you'll have to see what she says. Don't don't start planning ahead now. (laughs) I'm trying to like not have that happen. If I put it out into the world, maybe it just won't happen. Because if you say it out loud, like 
you know. Then it will happen. That's positive manifestation. Or that's yeah, negative manifestation. <laughs> yeah, I'm negatively manifesting that it won't happen. I don't know <laughs> if it works that way, but it's like dreams. When you tell dreams they don't come true, that's what I'm trying to go with here. Right. I don't mm-hmm. think I've heard this logic. You've never heard that logic that if you no. share a dream, it won't come true, or if you tell a, a birthday wish, it won't come true. That one. That's oh, a normal yes, one. I've heard that one. If you okay. a birthday wish, yeah. But that is like, if you're telling a birthday wish, you're like so excited about this thing, and then that doesn't happen to you. If you're talking about a negative thing, that'll come true. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll see. I don't think you're she'll listen to this episode. There. I put it in the air. So Yeah. You, have you never heard people go, don't put that in the air? Yeah. Right? Oh, well. It's been done. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, whatever. All right. So do we want to do some some daily, daily predictions, i.e. horoscopes? Yeah. Okay. You want me to go? Yeah, sure. Okay. You enjoy your freedom, Libra. You're a very independent person, and you hate it when anything gets in your way. That's all right. (laughs) But you may want to take a look at your financial situation, even if that's not really your thing. You Uh tend to resent having to deal with these lowly material questions. But if you don't, you could severely restrict your freedom to live life to its fullest. Be reasonable about things. Uh Uh-oh. Now I'm going to be broken dead? (laughs) Well, you don't need money when you're dead. Yeah, that's true. I, I was hoping I would give some of this away after, but guess not. I'm going to blow through it before I go. <laughs> Are you dealing with any financial woes right now? No. I, no? Uh, no, I don't owe anyone any money. Okay. Never have. <laughs> cleared uh, your debts? Cleared my debts. I paid for my schooling with cash. Wow. Right away. Um, and I barely pay anything for bills. I live in a very cheap place in Toronto. It's possible. When did you start renting in Toronto? Like, when did you start renting where you are in Toronto? Oh, I've been here for four or five years. Five years, probably. That's still, rent was expensive, though, four or five years ago. Yeah, I only pay, like, I pay 600 a month. Are you kidding me? No. That's not, and you have how many people in your house? Um, we have a four bedroom. Still, that's that's tremendous for Toronto. Yeah, we got a big, big old space here. Like in my my studio space. That's wild. I mean, I'm sure the mortgage on that place isn't that high, so they're able to do that without too much issue. And you, that's not including utilities, I assume. Uh, no, it's not, but the no. utilities aren't much because it's... Four people divided, yeah. yeah. That's fair, yeah, because, like, Admir was, before we lived together, and this was, like, two years ago, he lived um around the corner from me in, like, a very average, not a very large home, and he paid 530 in Hamilton with four people. Well, that's pretty Well, good. three people upstairs and then one guy was downstairs. The guy downstairs was playing 1100. That's uh that's in Hamilton though though. Yeah, that's I, in Hamilton. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, I'd have to be paid $530 a month to live in Hamilton. Am I right, everybody? Come on, international you listeners. You know what? The Hamilton slander needs to... It's not... That... It's everyone from Toronto lives here now. It's 90% Toronto. You'll, you'll <laughs> never see me living there. That's fair. I feel like you just have real a really bad taste in your mouth from, like, Poor production quality and pay in Hamilton. <laughs> no, the bad taste is from my vegan breakfast this morning. Am I right, <laughs> international listeners? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Okay. Uh, so you're fine financially, I guess. Yeah, I don't think uh, mine's necessarily true, but I don't. Hey, you never know what could happen. Anything could happen. It's only 7 p.m. <laughs> that's true by nine <laughs> i could be broke i could be really screwed i don't know you never know when uh someone could just hose you get mugged you never know <laughs> um all it's right toronto after all that's true i don't think i'll be leaving the house tonight but maybe. are you near eglinton street <laughs> no no are you in the Parkdale area? I'm in the luxurious beaches. Are you in the beaches? Yeah. Oh, nice. I once hooked up with a guy in the beaches. He had a really nice house. Where was it? I I was drunk, I can't tell you, but it was like this million dollar loft home, town home. I don't know. And I was like, he's like, yeah, my parents bought it for me. And I was like, you piece of shit. I want to meet him. I don't even remember his name. I don't remember what he looked like. I was 19. It was a long time ago. That's all That's all I remember about the beaches. Though. So, anyway. Okay. Well, mine... maybe your old friend Cody will come to mind now. Okay? Okay. Well, that's a better thing to, to relate to, to the beaches. Um, so your horoscope today, today, Leo, you may feel like hiding yourself away in your ivory tower and watching the performance that is going on before your eyes, this performance, (laughs) and why not? If this allows you to get the perspective you need on things, use this period in your life to give things their real value and to see where certain people actually fit into your world. Eh? Hmm. You're a very lucky person to be able to find this kind of balance in your life. Hmm. Um, so yeah. Very I lucky mean, person to have me in your life. Is what it's is, saying, I think. This is true. Um I'm not really sure necessarily what that's referring to per se. I will say that recently I have taken a bit of a step back from kind of work not obligations but how do i explain this in a way that is fair um i guess i guess i'm at a point in my current job where i feel like i've come into my role a bit bit more to the point where i don't really need to prove myself over and over and over again um where and and I think that certain individuals who are 
who work with, around me, not with me directly, but certain individuals are kind of, they've always been kind of above me in a way, but now they're kind of seeing me on the same playing field. And I think that's a little bit uncomfortable, but I'll, I've just been kind of stepping back and letting them kind of catch up to the fact that I'm an equal member, an equal contributor here now. I don't really need like the help of five people in order to get my work done. I can just kind of go off, do it independently and, and do it well without major criticism. Um, right. But it, it, did you feel like when you were up there in your ivory tower? Yeah. Did you feel like you were figuring out where people fit into your life? Um, I mean, in the way that like, I noticed who is going, who is kind of part of my core confidants and those that are not, they're not helpful to me achieving my goals. So I can just bid them adieu. Okay. Well, fuck off to those people. Yeah, seriously. I don't think I did it in my personal life. I can't, I mean, right now I'm not really seeing anyone or evaluating people or I have a pretty small knit amount of people that I speak to regularly anyway, so. Do you have a, a click at work? Are you part of a cool group? Well, I've been compared to Regina George uh, oftentimes due to my You are mean. Leo mean girl <laughs> tendencies. But uh no, like I would say my my I am outside the clique. I am more like the outsider looking in, but like it's exhausting trying to keep trying to save face with these people. So, being compared to Regina George but not being in a clique uh, means that you're just mean and not cool. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I you, think you the people a... who compare me to Regina George are those who are actually, like, my actual friends. So Your actual friends? <laughs> yeah, like, my actual friends. It's not outsiders. It's the insiders, because they know the shit that I say. Are you... What are you saying? You talking shit about me? What's going on? Did I talk shit about mostly 90% of the time people's babies? Oh my god. <laughs> Not Maurice. No, she's no, cuz her baby's really cute and she <sighs> doesn't post 18,000 videos a day regarding the child that she just had. Well, we could use a little bit more, Marie. We could use more. There are people in my life where I'm like, you've got a cute baby. I want to see more of that. Well, we want to see a weird kid. That's I mean, everyone wants to see sure. a weird kid, but like for entertainment purposes, which is why they call me Regina George, because I'm not <laughs> nice about it. <laughs> I thought it was a bad rap because of uh, the unintentional eye rolls that continue to happen. I'm sure that doesn't help. I'm sure that yeah. does not help. <laughs> <laughs> I have a full gallery of you eye rolling me. Yeah, I've tried to stop, but it's just in my nature. It's just that <laughs> that Leo sun, Aries moon, Scorpio rising. There was an article that specifically said that Regina George ha George had my big three. 
Really? Yeah. Mm, uh oh. Mm-hmm. I know. You t- you talk shit about me. I know it. I, I never know. talk shit about you. I, I know it. Rarely talk shit about Libras. The the because I relate to Libras the most. I have a hard time talking pure shit about them because I'm like, I I'm you're you're kind of like me. Like, how do I hate you? I can't. Right. You know. I. Listen, this is a very fragile time for me. I'm falling you're, apart. You're falling apart. I'm, the I'm, I'm dying, and in my final moments, I want to make sure no one's talking shit, no especially talking those shit. I care about. I talk shit about you all the time, but it's always about you pooping your pants and nothing really accurate. Once again, accurate, accurate to shit talking, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm. Hi, I'm very factual. on the nose when it comes to <laughs> shit talking. Uh, Cody sent me a, a figurine of a of a boy shitting his pants and said they <laughs> almost nailed you except the hair because it was a boy and I was like what is this even we have a dynamic yeah <laughs> okay oh my god all right well we've I don't gone... think we have time for your elf story I don't know if we have time for the elf story I'm gonna have to cut out some of this shit um no, it's this very is off the, topic. This is the gold. This is the gold. Okay. Also, guys, side note, Paranormal Podcast is on TikTok, paranormal underscore podcast. Feel free to follow. I will be doing uh doing shit on astrology, doing some small ghost stories. I'm doing a little celebrity ghost story uh thing right now. So feel free to hop on there and follow and uh yeah, maybe help Paranormal Pod get TikTok famous one day and we can actually, you know, mail out our merch. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to take you to the top. This is it. All right, so over the holidays, um, I watched Eurovision for the, like, third time. <laughs> you really like Eurovision? Is that I, <gasps> I love Will Ferrell and I love... Um, What's her face? Now I can't even think of her name. Uh, Rachel McAdams. I I love the two of them. And I don't know. Like, there's just something about the friggin' Icelandic music in that movie that I just, it feels really good to me. Like, I really (laughs) like it. This movie is so bizarre to me. It's so bizarre. There's a group of people. There's just weirdly... like, not a large I, cult following, but I think there's just a smaller cult following where it's just like odds and ends people adore this movie and watch it over and over again. You're not the first one I've met. That's uh, amazing. But overall, I think this movie's pretty dog shit. I'm a Will Ferrell fan, and I'm so confused. I don't these. know what it is because it's not that funny no and it's not it's not like the plot isn't compelling really um there's just there's something about it that just really i think it's just the icelandic culture is like new new and like refreshing uh the first time i didn't really care about this as much the second time 
I noticed it a little bit more. But the third time I was like, nah, I need to know. I didn't realize that this was an actual thing that was part of their culture. The elves or the hidden people in Iceland. And then I brought it up to Cody. And he was like, yeah, we had an actor on our show. And he told us all about the Icelandic friggin' folklore of the hold the folk or whatever. So And the penis museum. I didn't research that. So, um... Feel free to just maybe provide a summary of what who this actor was that you spoke to about it on Spooked. Um, he's an Icelandic actor that started doing a few things in America, I guess. Hmm. Um but he's very Icelandic. And then he uh, told us about this. In Iceland, they have this penis museum uh, oh. that is like the penises of all different creatures or whatever. Oh, wow. Interesting. Like real ones or just it, molds? Real ones. Oh. Yeah. They have, they have elf penises? Um, I don't think they had those. I think uh, they... <laughs> I think... Um, the whole existence of them is the problem with getting their penises up there. Yeah, well, they're invisible. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe they do have them in there, and <laughs> we just can't see invisible. them. You can't see them. Um, okay, so I did a little bit of research into, into the hold the folk, um, and I wanted to share my... Uh, investigations with with you so basically they are like i said hidden people or elves in iceland and they're considered supernatural beings that live in nature and look and behave similarly to humans but apparently live in a parallel world and can make themselves visible at will so in Faris folk tales uh, hidden people are said to be large in build. Their clothes are all gray and their hair black. Large elves. Large elves. But wait, their dwellings okay. are in mounds and they are also called elves or alfar. And some people think that those are two different things. So the hidden people and the elves are two different beings. But over time, they're saying that Different beliefs could have lived side by side in multicultural uh, settlement Iceland before they gradually blended into the latter-day Icelandic Alfar or Holdafolk. The Norse settlers had the Alfar, the Irish slaves had the hill fairies or the good people. Over time, they became two different beings, but really they are two different sets of folklore that mean the same thing. According to one Christian folktale, the origins of the hidden people can be traced to Adam and Eve. Eve hid her dirty, unwashed children from God and lied about their existence. God then de declared, what man hides from God, God will hide from man. So basically, these children are now, have become invisible because, I guess, God willed it so. Okay. That's the Christian take on it. But it's supposed to be an other realm. Yeah. So <laughs> that would just explain why they're invisible. It wouldn't explain that they're in another realm. It would just be the same one. 
But they can make themselves, yeah, there's a lot of crossover here depending on which faith you kind of believe in. The Christian faith kind of took its own explanation and transformed it into something. But Uh, if if God made it so that these elves could (laughs) become invisible and choose to be shown... He yeah. is giving them a superpower. A superpower. Yes, so I know. the the theory is that I guess he loved that they were dirty and unclean. And I don't know them if these children super. are treated in the same type of respect as the uh, previous definition of them. I think that maybe the Christian definition is not the same as the superpower power definition. I don't know. Anyway, other Christian folktales claim that hidden people originate from Lilith or fallen angels condemned to live between heaven and hell. Again, these fallen angels also have pretty much superpowers then, too, to be able to present themselves at will. Right. And these are fallen angels condemned to live on Earth um, Mm -hmm. like the two in uh, Dogma. I don't remember what happened in Dogma. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon are angels that were sent right. to... All of my knowledge towards religion comes from movies. So... Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. This is, this is just one. There's many different connections to why or what these people are. People have different takes. Um, why is... Before you continue one more time, why... Are the Christians mm-hmm. trying to take such a big take on this and explain this Icelandic folk tale? Because are people I'm in sure Iceland heavily with, Christian? Is that the religion of? I think as Christianity swept globally and migrated to different areas, I'm sure there were are some Christian Icelandic folk who needed reasons to corroborate their narr- narrative of Christianity and what these what these beings represent within their faith, right? <laughs> so. Christians were sweeping forward, trying to get the Icelandic people to be Christian. Yeah. And the Icelandic people were only held up on, (laughs) but if God's real, how do you explain these hidden elves in our wall? (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's what happened. So also in succession with Christianization of this folk tale was the official opposition to dancing, which began in Iceland as early as the 12th century. And the association of dancing with elves can be seen as early as the 15th century. One folk tale shows the elves siding with the common people and taking revenge on a sheriff who banned dance parties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I mean... There's about 1,600 sources for hidden folk that can be readi- can readily define the beliefs and legends about them. And after that, there is one source after another, after another, right down to the 20th century. There's definitely, uh, well, this is obviously how the movie Footlo- Footloose became cre- totally, or created. Totally. Um, it was completely ripped off of Icelandic lore. <laughs> 
and Kevin Bacon is actually an elf. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> you just explained the plot of Footloose. This is all this is. Um. Okay, well, moving on to some of the other uh, folklore associated with these hidden people. There are four Icelandic holidays considered to have special connection with hidden people. These are just also, some of them just normal holidays, but they're also mm-hmm. connected to uh, this, the hidden people. So New Year's Eve, right. 13th night, which is January 6th. Okay. No? Okay. Not Midsummer night. Do you know what the 13th night is? Christmas in Iceland starts four weeks prior to Christmas, which begins on December 24th, obviously, and ends 13 days later on January 6th, the Epiphany. Okay. So that's where their uh, whole, I guess, Christmas season takes takes place within the third and then ends on the 13th night. Um, then there's the Midsummer Night and Christmas Night. So those are all related to the elves in some way. Um, elf bonfires. A lot around the same time. A lot around the same time. I believe Midsummer Night is not related to the same area. Christmas in July. Christmas in July. Exactly. Um, elf bonfires are a common part of the holiday festivities on Twelfth Night. And uh, there are many Icelandic folk tales about elves and hidden people invading Icelandic farmhouses during Christmas and holding wild parties. And it is customary in Iceland to clean the house before Christmas and to leave food for the whole folk on Christmas. In fact, the Christmas holiday tradition includes not one, but 13 Santa Clauses and their brothers who live in the mountains with their parents. But these Santas, or Yule Lads, as they're called, are all candidates for the naughty list. They have names like Door Slammer, Candlestick Stealer, (laughs) and Spoon Licker. In addition to their mischief, the Yule Lads do give out candy, but only to good children, of course. The others get rotting potatoes in their shoes. Someone's getting pranked hard. Yeah. Door Slammer. You're just (laughs) going around slamming doors. Well, who was that in the night? It was Door Slammer. Why are our spoons soaking wet? Well, that must have been spoon liquor in the drawer. Um, on New Year's Eve, it is believed that the elves move to new, new locations and Icelanders leave candles to help them find their way. On Midsummer Night, folklore states that if you sit at a crossroads, elves will attempt to seduce you with food and gifts. And there are, there are grave consequences for being seduced by their offers, but great rewards for resisting. I can't wait to see how Spoon Licker tries to get me in his van. <laughs> <laughs> so, are hidden people elves real? Um, <laughs> Do I we mean, need to read on for that part? I'm not... <laughs> Because I think I might have an answer. There's a lot to unpack. I'm, I'm just telling you. So several modern surveys have been made showing a surprising number of believers. Around 7 to 8% claim to be certain that elves exist. And an estimated 62% of the nation believe that the existence of these beings is more than just a fairy tale. <laughs> that is shocking. <laughs> yeah. So just... That I will proceed. 
in an article <laughs> called It Sounds Like Magic, But It's Not, Many Icelanders Believe in Elves by Robin Young and Kieran Miller Menzen, um, they followed a woman named Carls who takes them on kind of a ghost walk or rather an elf walk. Um, Carls lives in the town which she and others call the capital of the elves. Uh, as they walk through the town, Carl's pointed out a variety of elf rocks, which are boulders, sometimes oddly shaped, that house elves. After walking up a particularly steep road, she points out one that sits almost in the middle of the road. When the road was being built, workers tried to split open the rock to move it, but their efforts were thwarted again and again. After a number of mishaps, a townsperson warned them that the rock was home to elves who were unhappy about the project. Protruding from this boulder is the remainder of one of the metal rods that was supposed to split it in two. Carls also said her uncle said an elf helped him tend to sheep when he was a child and gave him a rock as a gift. Eventually the rock was lost, but when her uncle was elderly, he found the rock and held it in his hand. But then the rock suddenly vanished. She says she was sure that the elf was still around and had taken it. So he's just holding a rock in his hand and suddenly it vanishes. So this elf came by and just snatched it out of his hand. Only uh, explanation, really. The only explanation. They continue their tour uh, through an idyllic park with giant old moss-covered trees and boulders and lots of black volcanic sand and rock. Carl says many have seen elves in the park over the years and that people keep coming hoping for a spotting, but also to meditate and feel the elves' energy. Some ask for their forgiveness if they've done something to offend the hidden people. If we cross them or try to break down their house or do something they don't like, she says, they will put a spell on you and something bad will happen. A man that studied at the university collected over 220 stories saying that anytime workers were making a road, they would come to a rock or a hill and everything would go wrong. But when the workers went around the rock, everything was okay. And Carl says that basically elves are kind of a conscious of their country. When she was growing up, my father had many stories from his family about the elves, and it kind of taught children respect for the land and for the nature around them. And Iceland's Minister of the Environment and Natural Resources agrees. Most Icelanders you meet, if you would ask them whether they believe in elves, trolls, hidden people, they will say, I cannot outrule that they exist, and that is my answer. When he studied in the U.S., he says he would tell his classmates about the elves, and I could read from their eyes and their expressions, he's crazy, he's so crazy, until I met a student from Hawaii, and she said, yeah, of course, yeah, I understand, we have those too. He speculates there's a connection between the two volcanic islands and something in the geography that makes people more likely to believe. That includes centuries-old folklore about the dramatic rock formations trying to make tying them to stories of trolls who are out at sunlight and frozen into the rock or creatures making homes in cliffs and boulders so i've never heard about the hawaiian one but well um uh moana right yeah i guess that's the the volcano is like a person and the per- and the island is a person too right ah, i think okay. that's yeah, based yeah. off of actual that makes sense like, folklore folklore yeah yeah i don't know about trolls 
I think they're the, the one and the same in this scenario. So uh, Reykjavik, which is Iceland's, I believe, the capital of Iceland, uh, even has an elf school, an extension of the paranormal foundation of Iceland that introduces travelers to the topic of Iceland's magical creatures and is operated out of the living room of headmaster Magnus Skarfidinsson. I'm just going to call him Magnus because there's no effing way that I've gotten that last name correct. But. The magic of it all kind of gets taken away as soon as you say it's operated in the living room. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I thought also that you uh, were going to say that there was a school for elves. At first, like for at them. first when I saw the word elf school, I was I was curious and thought maybe but no and it's just the teachers, an educational school about the, the elves. teachers had to seemingly talk to no one but assume that the elves are in their chairs no lavatory passes for them they can just go go out to the hall do whatever they, they can want. go right in the they can in go the, smoke in a the joint class. in the in the alleyway no one will know holy shit you think they're doing illegal stuff <laughs> They're one with nature. They're just, you know, smoking some grass. Um, So he says that he's met more than 900 Icelanders and 500 foreigners from 40 countries that have seen elves. 380 have talked to them. 170 have talked with them more than once. 65 to 70 have had a lifetime friendship with them. And 15 to 16 have been invited into their houses in another dimension. 15 to 16. Yeah, people. Yeah, 15 to 16 have been invited to their houses. It was 900 total. It's, let me wrap So yeah, it's almost this. like a 1% Not- chance that you're going to get invited to a nice, into a, a hidden person's elves house. I'm just trying to see the percentage of people who live in Iceland that we have 900 and there's 340,000 people in Iceland. That's 900 of them. That's quite a bit. I know. And there are 500 outsiders. Foreigners. Yeah. 500 foreigners. Okay. There might be a little something to these elves then. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So people ask what, what do they talk about? Like he's asked people what they talk about when they've spoken to them. And they say the environment. The hidden people and the elves are always asking humans, why do you pollute so much? You have to stop this global warming and stop this pollution and stop destroying the atmosphere. You will kill yourselves and you will also kill us and all the other dimensions too if you don't change. <laughs> so that's their, that's their main goal is to kind of advocate for why aren't why aren't they pulling in the scientists that go and check them out why are they always pulling in just randoms random uh i don't know what the 900 who the 900 people are there could have been some scientists in there you would think you would hear about it if it was a scientist I mean, i don't know what scientist is gonna come out publicly and say listen an elf asked me what the fuck we're doing about global warming and like sit at the UN conference and just say that. I don't know. I'm not, I have a feeling they're not going to be too forthcoming with that kind of story. (laughs) Well, then all he would need to do is bring another scientist, show them, they see it. 
Bring another one. You get a whole team together. Listen, All of them a lot is being else. done about global global warming right now, so <laughs> maybe they have. And it's all because of the elves. It's all because of the elves. And that girl from Greta. Yep. Her. Perfect respect uh, to Greta. Of the five students who were in the room, three say that they've seen elves. Mine was in Dongal, says Patricia McTeer, who's visiting from Ireland. She says she saw the elf while hiking in a very sacred site. The elf was halfway up the mountain and almost the age of a 14-year-old, but older in features. And he did have pointy ears and was in the expected green-brown outfit. The elf was very (laughs) wary and cautious of her. Green-brown. I I thought they were supposed to be, like, full size. That was just the the folk tale, like the what they had described them as the hidden people. But I think they've developed in their uh, appearance to be <laughs> to be like you, like people made them up to be. I I don't know. There's different variations of these peeps. Like some say that they're one thing, some say they're another. Uh, but. Yeah, now also her husband, John McTeer, had his own experience, and he said he saw what he believed was a dwarf, but it was probably a gnome. They had little hats and beards and looked very wise and had dark, piercing eyes. (laughs) I don't want to laugh at this because I'm trying to make it not seem rational because I feel like they're not necessarily lying, but... Um, right. Most Icelanders believe because all Icelanders know witnesses or seemingly know witnesses. So their grandma or their grandpa or parents or mother and father, aunt or uncle, niece or neighbor or somebody, when they tell you their elf experience, they're all very sincere. For instance, an Icelandic singer-songwriter by the name I cannot pronounce says that when she was nine years old, she was punished for disturbing an elf, or at least she believes she was. We would play in this field between apartment buildings in Reykjavik. There was one rock bigger than all the other ones that towered over the field. We were certain it was an elf rock and you shouldn't disturb the elves. It was twice my size and with some struggle, I managed to get up there. My friends warned me it was a bad idea. And then as I had a moment on top of it, I jumped down and as I landed, I bit the inside of my mouth and blood was pouring everywhere. I ran home crying and never touched that rock again. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it was a dangerous rock to go on. It's, yes, probably. Um, they weren't saying it because of the elves. They were like, that thing's going to fall. You better get off of that. It's a bad idea. Um, another local says his mother grew up on an Icelandic farm with invisible playmates that other children couldn't see, which he believes, you know, could have just been child's play. But it's the story of his grandmother's brush with terminal cancer and her resulting recovery that makes him truly wonder if his mother was friends with the Holdefolk. My mother, one night, she wakes up to see doctors come into the room and start treating my grandmother. She was following the conversation of the nurse and two doctors. They were talking among each other and one of the doctors says, well, I think this is going to be okay. My mother was relieved and went back to sleep. In the morning, she asked her grandmother, who was just waking up. Did you speak to the doctors last night? Her grandmother said, what doctors? There were no doctors here. 
The thing is, after this, she had a miraculous recovery. So they think that her mother, who had possibly bonded with these Holdafolk, um, that they came and they were the doctor and the nurse looking at her, her gra- the grandmother. But the the grandmother said what doctor? Like that didn't even know what they were talking about. Yeah, because they would have been invisible to her. But the mother saw them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, so Magnus, the one who runs the elf school, explains We would be living in a totally different society if the Enlightenment had not started in the 1700s, he told uh, his his class. But the Enlightenment had a terrible price. It killed faith. Faith is one of the glues that kept civilization together. Not only did it kill faith, it killed myth and psychic ability. Many people believe in elves in Iceland because we were isolated from the Enlightenment, which didn't come to Iceland until 1941, when the American army invaded Iceland. Then we had the Enlightenment, and it began cleaning the elves away. So Icelanders who do believe in elves seem unconcerned with sitting side by side with atheism or traditional religion. So most people, even though um, they're atheists, do still feel like that doesn't affect their belief in elves. Um, Right. He, uh, I mean, what I don't think that it would be tied, elves would be tied to any religion. It sounds like the, uh, like we spoke earlier, that the Christians were trying to explain it in some way. But I would imagine that if you believe in elves, it wouldn't say anything about any religion that you know. No, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. To one another, for sure. No. I, no. I mean, to, to me, it's the same as, as ghosts. Like, I don't necessarily believe in God, but I can believe in ghosts. Yeah, exactly. So during his class, he tells stories of Icelandic priests baptizing Holdafolk children, a move he theorizes to build a bridge between the two communities. And the Icelandic fairy tales handbook he passes out to the class contains a story of the elf church of Tungaspati, about a human discovering an elf church. Pam Schaefer, a licensed therapist, which they obviously had to bring into the conversation, uh, argues that believing in something bigger than yourself can inspire other positive beliefs. If your world is already wide enough to include elves, why not think even bigger? Magical thinking is actually an advantage for humans in general. Even if you haven't interacted with elves or hold a folk yourself, believing that they are out there can expand your worldview, which leads to flexibility of thought and open-mindedness. This is beneficial because being mentally and emotionally flexible helps people overcome obstacles in life and have better relationships overall. Essentially, believing in a world outside of our own expands the horizons of what our world can be. Yeah, I, I think to a, a certain extent, of course. I mean, if you're believing in um, magic, I don't see how that would really harm you to uh, right. believe in elves or whatever. I, it, To an extent, I mean, I don't know how far you're taking it, but... <laughs> yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah, it's like, 
um, religion, though, too, in a lot of ways. When people believe in religion, obviously there's some that uh, take it too far and there's negatives to it, but yeah. the overall idea is be good, yeah, uh, be a good person. Trying to and, be positive, yeah. Yeah, and be positive. You'll make it up there as long as you're being good um, mm-hmm. to yourself, to others. Um, that is a completely, that makes sense. Why that would make you a better person, why it would help you to do that. Mm-hmm. So, for sure. I mean, <laughs> the same thing with elves. I don't see it. <laughs> it's, if you think that's possible, then you'll think other things are possible as well. Yeah. So, so the final, the final kind of thought on this is, it's difficult to determine how many Icelanders hold a sincere belief of elves. Certainly, the very fact some do believe has become tied up with the country's ever-expanding tourism market. However, the idea that daily life in Iceland is designed to be elf-inclusive is highly simplified. Certainly, in a population of around 340,000 people, Taking your neighbor's beliefs and values into consideration is important in keeping the peace. In the Reykjavik elf shrines, small altars, sometimes with candles, and undisturbed lava rocks dot the yards of the houses in Iceland. So if you're a homeowner and you have a rock formation in your backyard that has been designated as an elf rock and you want to put a hot tub in and you start to break that elf rock, and your neighbor comes out and says, what the fuck are you doing? That's an elf rock. That's going to mean trouble for you. So about 80 to 90% of Icelanders will leave the rock alone just to not cause any problems. And part of that is the belief that maybe there's something there. And part of that is a cultural heritage and that they'll forego their hot tub for my elf rock. Um, They don't have clues why these creatures are pulled back and forth between dimensions. The only thing they can do is collect all people's experiences. The only source of information is to find all possible witnesses and ask them in detail. What do they look like? What were they wearing? What is their opinion on God and eternity? And why are they here? So, if anyone sees a large or small elf-looking entity, be sure to ask those questions. I feel like there's just regular people, people? walking around in elf I know. Clothes. So maybe just maybe wait for them to come to you. Let's yeah, just I mean, say that. I think it's time for us to go to Iceland. I have been wanting to go to Iceland for the past two years. If there are elves, they'll certainly show themselves to us. I think so. We have special abilities. You heard it last week. The elves. We just look like people who would welcome elves, I think. We just look like elves ourselves. We look like elves. <laughs> I do look like an elf. My ears are quite pointy. Yeah, they're, for the uh, listeners that can't see them, they are just straight up, and I never notice they go through the hair. <laughs> <laughs> just a really sharp point. They look... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Legolas, you know? Um so yeah, that's that's the the elves of Iceland. Um and uh as much as majority of that was quite um I don't know how believable 
it was. But I choose to believe that there are elves somewhere in Iceland. And I am not going to disturb any elf huts or altars or anything. Well, no, I wouldn't do that. I mean, you would also just dis- be disrespecting the people of Iceland. Yeah, and that. Like, I'd go to jail regardless of, like... It'd be I- like it'd be like <laughs> them coming here and just, like, pissing on our flag. <laughs> I mean... It's part of the culture. I can't think of an equivalent. All we have is the flag here. We don't well, have Well, pissing on the flag equivalent would be pissing on their flag. <laughs> but... They'd rather us piss on the flag. They'd rather us piss on their flag than disturb the elves. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's fair. Well, even in even in Eurovision, he the Will Ferrell character is like, I don't believe in elves. Like, stop talking about the elves. And she's like, No, it's the elves. Like they did it. And then they do a little prank on them. It's a they're divided over there too. I mean, 62% of them think that they're... That's crazy. Like, that is the most insane part, that it's over half the population. That's pretty interesting. That's over 60%. Well, yeah. that's the big takeaway here. I mean... It's like 200,000 people. Yeah, so you got to use the logic you use for everything else, and there's got to be something to it. It's probably aliens. Probably an aliens thing. got to be something. I'm going to say it's an alien. We'll go with that. Uh, well, we didn't really have any elves to fuck, Mary kill. So we're going to go with some Capricorns because we're in Capricorn season. This will air just in the nick of Cap season. So would you, do you have your list? I, I have a list. a list here too. Although I really okay. wanted to include Nicolas Cage. Don't include Nicolas Cage. I don't want him part of my options. We give him way too much credit on this show. We talk yeah, about I don't Nicolas know. Cage he's way like, too much. He's under every single star sign when you search it. I don't get it. Um, yeah, I wanted to do Nicolas Cage, Jim Carrey, Jared Leto for an insane edition. That's pretty good, actually. Um. But I'll do um, Masters of the Craft, John Legend, Mm. LeBron James, Mm. and Bradley Cooper, all dominant in their fields. (laughs) Okay, okay. Powerhouses Um, in their fields. I think I'll probably... Kill John Legend. What? Because I want, yeah, I want Chrissy Teigen to stop getting so much airtime, and I feel like the only reason why she gets it is because she's married to John Legend. What's the problem with uh, I, Chrissy Teigen? I just think she's like a bit of an attention-seeking, Whoa. not great necessarily person. She calls out a lot of people and I feel bad sometimes. Like sometimes it's sometimes it's worth calling out, but then other times it's just her being like, I'm famous. I can say whatever the hell I want. And I'm not really with that kind of vibe. Where it's like if you were just a regular person, you would not stand up and be so loud and you feel you're untouchable. And I don't like that. 
Wow. I mean, I I'm a fan of John Legend. I watched. I'm not not a fan of John Legend per se. I watched The Voice religiously. I mean, it's between John Legend and LeBron James that I would kill. But I think. But would you not say that Bradley Cooper's the least talented of the three? Yeah, but I'm not fucking talent. I am. <laughs> no, I'm going to have sex with Bradley Cooper. Okay. And you know what? You know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to have sex with Bradley Cooper. I'm going to marry John Legend so that Chrissy Teigen can go pound salt and get off her You would horse. love to have that over her, wouldn't you? I would. I would. And become her kid's stepmom. And and I will kill LeBron James. Just because I don't really... I don't know. Killing I basketball like royalty. I mean, I think he's he's good. He's done done like the best he can do. I think he's only on a downhill from here. <laughs> all right. <laughs> he just that's, did Space Jam 2, but all right. <laughs> it was a terrible movie. For that alone, he <laughs> Oh no. deserves to die. <laughs> okay. I am I am going to do I'm not going to I'm not going to pick a theme for mine, unfortunately. My theme really being just friggin' badass great people. Right. Um so I'm doing I'm doing Kit Harrington. Okay. Betty White. Right. And Jason Bateman. I can't double kill Betty White. No, you need to bring Betty White back to life. Kit Harrington's like man oh man, I couldn't give less of a shit about this man. Really? I love Kit Harrington. I mean, what is he in other than Game of Thrones? Because I don't like Game of Thrones. He was in The Eternals. No, what the hell? I don't like that <laughs> either. had a very small role. <laughs> that movie sucked. Yeah, that's fair. It was bad. It was so hard to watch. It's long. It's, it, it's so slow. I mean, okay. You want me to? You want me to just take Kit Harrington out? I feel like he's just like a wash for you. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. He's just okay. Let's just there. take out Kit Harrington completely. Let's go with Betty White, Dolly Parton, and Jason Bateman. Dolly Parton, no. Yep. Oh my god! You're asking me to save Betty White's life to take away <laughs> Dolly Parton? Yes. Oh, my God. Essentially. Oh, my God. This is tough. I like Jason Bateman. Yeah, me too. I would hate to, I would hate to kill him. And the world would uh-huh. hate to see him go. I agree. The world's already got used to Betty White going. Mm-hmm. That's true. Do- Dolly Parton brings me closer to my true crush. Miley Cyrus, yes. But that's not how I want to get to her. Um, I guess I would. I mean, I feel like we've we've mourned over Betty White. I'm gonna just she's gonna. Yeah, you're just gonna let that one go. Uh, yeah, I'm not murdering her, but she's just yeah. already a natural death. A natural yeah. death. I'm not creating a zombie. 
Okay. Okay. Um, That's and then I'll, uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, Dolly Parton's getting pretty old too. <laughs> oh my God. No matter who you choose of these two, whoever you're having sex with is just pure entertainment for me. Yeah. I don't want to seem like a gold digger, but I think I got to marry Dolly Parton. <laughs> you're going to marry Dolly? Yeah, I'll marry Dolly. And you're going to have sex with Jason Bateman? Yep. You're not going to have sex with Dolly Parton? No, Jason. Uh, no. No, I I'm keeping him alive. I think he's got some good movies left in him. <laughs> Ozark isn't all he has. That's fair. All right. What an awkward like thing that I just never even thought about. Like <laughs> Jason Bateman. I know. Well, there you have it, people. Cody Crane and Jason Bateman are lovers in a dangerous time. Slamming down. (laughs) As my wife, Dolly Parton, just has to put up with it. (laughs) Dolly's just a mask, just a beard for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's just great. That's great. Um... Well, I I did all people at the top of their craft. You gave me two people <laughs> at the end of their life. And Jason Bateman. At the end of their life. They're at the... They're at third... One of them went all the way home. The other one's at third base. And Jason Bateman sitting at about I second. I had other options, but they weren't as funny. <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, wow. Okay. I should have given you um, Jared Leto, Jim Carrey, and Nicolas Cage. You should have now. I'm crying. I'm in tears. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my stomach hurts. Okay, well, uh, guys, you know, that's just another episode of Paranormal, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I promise that the next full episode will be a much more, hopefully, believable paranormal story, because so far I've done vampires and elves (laughs) in the last People are starting to doubt my ability to actually track the paranormal, so let's just... I'm starting to regret my decision to be here week to week. (laughs) That's mean. That's mean. Well, after Valentine's Day, you're going to be... Anyway. That's my... Oh, yeah, I'm going to be dead. (laughs) Oh, let's hope not, actually. Um, You put it... You just put that into the air. You put that into the air. You put it in the air. If I die, it's because of you. (laughs) And that's how we end this, everyone. (laughs) Stay spooky. (laughs) Goodbye.
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 